Hey everybody, uh, Tyler Smith here with uh, a new More Than One Lesson mini-sode. It's been several months since I did one of these, and uh, when you hear what this one is about, you'll understand why I felt the need to do this one now, um, hopefully. So, um, I am recording this, by the way, at f- about 5.15 in the morning, um, so um, it's going to be a little quiet. Uh, Josh is not here. Um, so about, I guess roughly about six hours ago, um, my wife and I were sitting in bed. Uh, we were watching Survivor on our laptop. And uh, we, our window was open, and we live on a fairly busy street. And so we suddenly heard uh, a noise that sounded like a car accident. Um so as we often do, um, we, you know, rush to the window to see if everything was, you know, if it was a big deal. And it seemed to be. Uh, we couldn't make out exactly what, what was happening. So we moved to a different part of our apartment and looked out uh, a different window to see if we could make anything else out. And that's when we saw that there was only one car involved. And then we started hearing screaming and we uh, we went outside and saw that uh, a young woman was her. There was a car parked by the side of the street, and there was a young woman uh, screaming next to a body laying in the middle of the street. And uh, at the time, and other neighbors at this point were out, and uh, I heard her say something like, "He he ran out right in front of me." And so it's like, oh my gosh, okay, somebody's been hit by a car and he's just laying there. And so I grabbed a phone and I uh, called 911. And uh, by this time, other neighbors were trying to figure out what they could do. And one of the things that they could do was uh, try to stop other cars from coming along because, you know, it was dark and I live, while the street is fairly busy, it's not very well lit, obviously. And uh, so they did what they could to stop cars. uh, And I was on the phone with uh, the 911 operator and and he was asking me a lot of uh, a lot of information that I didn't have because I was still in, I was still in my apartment at this time and uh, and so he was asking like you know can you see if the person is breathing and I was like well I, I don't know and so I said well I, you know I guess I'll go out and I'll I'll check on him uh, so I went out with uh, you know other neighbors and uh, and this, I mean, this woman was, I mean, she was, you know, she just like had her, had her hands just up by her face and she just like was just mortified by what had happened. Uh, and when I walked up, it was very, well, it was strange for a number of reasons, but uh, the guys, uh, he was wearing a, uh, like a t-shirt but then, like, his pants and his, like, underwear were around his ankles, and he was wearing shoes. Uh, I, I'm not sure. And listening to what other neighbors were, were saying, they were speculating on, like, something strange going on because this guy, why was he running into the street uh, with, you know, no pants? And I, I think that's not what happened. I'm not sure. Um, you know, you, you hear about, you know, somebody getting hit by a car or somebody, you know, getting hit by a train or something and they get hit, you know, with such an, imp- uh, such an impact that it actually like knocks, uh, their shoes off or something like that. And 
I get the impression that that uh, this guy, uh, you know, that that the nature of what happened to his body, I think he kind of was dragged a little bit along the street, and I think it just kind of pulled his pants down. But that's that's actually not why I brought it up. I just brought it up because like he was just laying there motionless and just kind of on his side and uh you know no pants and so i mean it's just it was a very and i don't say this in a in a jesting kind of way it was a very pitiful sight um and uh so the operator was asking me questions like uh you know, can you see if he, is he moving? And I said, he's definitely not moving. And then he said, you know, can you see if he's bleeding? Can you see if he's breathing? And so, uh, I got pretty close to him and I, uh, leaned down to see, uh, you know, if it looked like he was breathing. And, um, I saw a lot of blood on his head and it was starting to pool around him on the, uh, street. And, uh, I did not get close enough to see if he was breathing, to be honest with you. Uh, but what I did see, I saw that his, uh, his eyes were open and, uh, you know, of course I'm not a, uh, not a doctor or anything like that, but it's just one of those things like you, you saw his eyes were open, but you saw there was nothing, there was nothing there. Um, and so the, uh, operator asked me, do you think, you know, what, cause the ambulance wasn't there yet. And so he just, you know, wanted to get as much information as possible so that, uh, he could forward on the information, you know, as much information as, as, as he could. And so he was just asking about, um, you know, I don't, I honestly, I don't remember what the next question was, but he was just asking like, do you think you could, something like, do you think you could find somebody around there who knows CPR? Because, you know, we need to see what we can do to, you know, if he's not breathing, we got to see what we can do. Um, and so I, I asked some of the other people and I was just like, dude, does anybody here know CPR? And it's weird. I was, I guess I was in kind of a state of shock because I know CPR, but I just somehow just didn't, I didn't feel qualified to, to, to touch this man. Uh, but then the operator asked like, is he responding at all? And I said, you know, I'll be honest. And I kind of moved away from the group a little bit because the girl was still there and she was freaking out. And, uh, and I said, you know, I'll be honest. I think, I think he's gone. Um, I tried not to use the word dead because she was already freaking out. And if she happened to hear me say that, then, you know, you know, who, who knows what would have happened. But so he's like, okay, so you think that he is, uh, I don't remember what his word was, but it was one I hadn't heard before, but it was like, you know, the word was not unfixable, but it was something like that. Um, so at that point the, the ambulance came and, um, and they start, you know, they, and we all moved to the, to the sidewalk and, uh, you know, there's an ambulance and a fire truck and all that sort of thing. And you see them, you know, they start to hook up things to the guy. Um, there's not a lot of rush to it. There's not a lot of urgency in what they're doing. Um, and you kind of got the impression that they kind of came to the same conclusion. It's like, okay, I th- this is kind of a lost cause. And uh, sure enough, um, they're not really at it very long before they uh, pull out a white sheet and I'm standing right, uh, my, and by this time, uh, my wife is with me. 
and uh, I'm standing right next to this woman who is quote unquote responsible for this. And, uh, and she sees the sheet as we all do and just, just like starts just bawling. Um, and, and sure enough, you know, they just drape the sheet over the, over the guy, um, because he is dead at this point. Um, you know, and it's, and at that point, you know, they just had to like, make sure that, you know, they had to block off the area. They had to kind of investigate what happened. They started questioning the woman, um, the street that I live on. I, frankly, I, I don't think she did. I don't think she did anything wrong. I mean, the, they asked her like, what, what speed was she going? But the speed limit on the street is like 40 miles an hour. Uh, and it might even be 35, but when you think about it, like if you get hit by a car that's going 35 miles an hour and it is not braking because you stepped out right in front of it, um, it's going to do damage, you know, um, she didn't have to be speeding for that to, to happen. Um, and also just my street is such that there are huge trees lining one side of it. And so it's possible that somebody could step out from behind that tree. They don't see a car coming. The car doesn't see them. And boom, there it is. Um, and then also uh, my my wife mentioned that uh, the guy, because she got a pretty good look at him as well, um, but she also smelled him and he really reeked of uh, alcohol. Now, this is not to say, of course, that he brought it on himself or anything like that. It's entirely possible that he was, that he was uh, homeless. Um, because there are homeless people, uh, a fair amount of homeless people in my neighborhood. Um, but yeah, so, you know, everything was starting to get, uh, organized and cleaned up and that sort of thing. And, um, and so we went back to our apartment and, um, we just sat and talked about it and Jen looked to be like she was in shock a little bit and, uh. And I guess I was too a little, a little, um, because I have, I've seen, I'd previously seen three dead bodies in my life, um, but all of them at, at funerals. And so, you know, they're laying there, they look as nice as possible and more specifically their eyes are shut. And it's weird how much of a difference that makes because it was very, very harrowing to look at this man's face. And his eyes were open, but he wasn't seeing anything. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was really, really rough. And so Jen and I, we just sat down and we, we prayed for, you know, if this man did have, you know, it, again, it's possible he's homeless, but maybe not, you never know. And so we just prayed for the man's loved ones, um, that, uh, that they would be, you know, comforted, uh, in their time of grief. We also prayed for that woman because, you know, if after, you know, whatever investigation happens, uh, if they decide that she's not at fault, that's not going to make it better for her. You know, she's going to carry this with her forever. And, and there's really nothing she could have done. She was just probably driving home from wherever, from a friend's house, who knows? Um, you know, I drive on this, I've been driving on the street for five years. It, it could have happened to me. It could have really happened to anybody. And, um, so we just prayed that, you know, that she could find some kind of peace eventually and not just carry this with her and not carry this, this burden of responsibility for something that as far as I can tell is, is nobody's fault. 
Um, but again, I don't know all the facts. Who knows? Maybe she was speeding, you know, but nonetheless, like she there certainly is no, uh, no malice in what she was doing. I mean, she was, I mean, she was devastated, uh, by this and she wanted nothing more. Like that's the thing. She pulled over immediately and just rushed to his body. And even though there are, you know, possible cars coming and even though she was responsible for this and, you know, I'm sure there was an instinct in her that said, just keep driving. Um, but she just ran out and wanted to be near him and, and do something for him. And so we were, we were just praying for her. And, uh, and I remember after, uh, after the paramedics put the sheet over the guy, um, this, uh, girl that was standing right next to me, she, you know, started crying and she just really lost it. And, uh, and I didn't feel necessarily right or proper. I mean, she was a total stranger. I didn't feel right or proper, you know, putting my hand on her shoulder or anything like that. But, uh, so I told Jen, I said like, Hey, you should go like put your arm around her or something like that. So Jen went over and just kind of tried to comfort her a little bit. Um, so, you know, then we, so Jen and I just had this conversation and we, we prayed about, uh, we prayed for the girl and for the man's family and, and friends and that sort of thing. Um, and then we just went back to our lives. We finished the episode of Survivor. I can't even imagine. It's very strange. Again, I think maybe there was some shock and, and I do want to make it clear. I don't think this is something that happened to us. It happened to him and it happened to her and we happened to just be there and, and see more than, than a than some of the other people that, that were, uh, you know, watching from their homes. Um, so I don't mean to make this like about me, you know, I mean, this is about them. But it did certainly have an impact on us, and um, and it's just one of those things where, like, it, it kind of gave me perspective, uh, you know. And I know that when tomorrow comes along, and I start worrying again about all the things that I worry about, which usually comes down to how am I perceived by other people? Am I perceived as being? And I'll be actually be doing a minisode about this uh, sometime in the future, but like. You know, I worry about both of the podcasts. I worry about how I come across. I worry about if I'm doing a good enough job and all that sort of thing. And in this moment, just imagining the, just uh, seeing the guy's face and then seeing how devastated this woman was, it just, it just gave me perspective that like, there are a lot of things uh, that are worse than than the things that I go through. And again, you know, it's not like my, my life has been totally peaches and cream, but like when I look at where I am right now, like I have a wife, I have a lot of friends, I have a job, I have an apartment, um, you know, and that's, and that's just what I have like in my life. And then of course, in the, in the larger sense, I have uh, God's love and grace, you know, and I, and I feel like, you know, I have the audacity to be dissatisfied. Um, and I know some of that can be put down to just kind of a general depression, but like I have the, the audacity to, to worry about like what something as small as other, other people's perception of me. Um, 
And of course, you know, it's it's fine to want to be well regarded and want to make a good impression on people, but I get really neurotic about it. I want everyone to like me, not merely respect me, but I want everybody to like me. And uh and I spend so much time and effort thinking about it. And you know, and tomorrow Jen could walk into the street and get hit by a car and die immediately. Or Jen could be driving her car and somebody steps out in front of her and then, you know, even if it's not her fault, like, it still will have a huge impact on her. You know, like, your life can change or end in a moment. And so, I don't know, it's... This was a reminder of that and a reminder to focus on the things that, that do matter. And I don't mean to say that some of the, these things that I worry about, that they don't matter. They do. But, you know, ultimately what matters in the long run is my wife, my friends, my, for lack of a better term, ministry through this podcast, and then my relationship with God. Like, those are the things that matter. Um it doesn't matter the movies I have seen and the movies I haven't. It doesn't matter if I win a podcast award. That doesn't really matter anyway. But, and so when I look at them and then I look at what happened tonight, I just realize, you know, there really are only a handful of things that matter. And so if you're listening to this, and I know that this is super maudlin um, and, and maybe even a little cheesy and kind of obvious, but, you know, if you're listening to this, and you have a wife or a husband or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or friends or, you know, a mom and a dad or, or kids or whatever, and you find yourself, as I so often do, just focused on minutia. It could be important minutia, but it's minutia nonetheless. And you feel like maybe there are times when you've been more concerned with that than with them. Um, you know, just take this time to go and say that you love them. Because they could, again, I'm sorry to put it this way, it almost sounds like, I don't know, it almost sounds like some anti-drug thing from the 1960s, but like it's, they they could be gone tomorrow. Um, in just the, in just the blink of an eye. And, uh, yeah, so, just, um... I just wanted to share that with you because I, I want—I didn't want to forget this. You know, I mean, my wife and I went and finished Survivor, but at the same time, like, the minute it was done, I just started thinking about this again. Um, but I know that tomorrow I've got stuff I have to do. And then the next day I'll have more stuff to do. And then it, it'll just keep going on. And before you know it, this will just be kind of a sad, just sort of a sad memory of this, you know, and again, I don't want to make it seem as though it, if it affected me directly, you know, it, it doesn't affect my life at all. Um, and maybe that's why I want to keep, maybe that's why I want to keep it in mind every once in a while, you know, I'll see a story on the news or something and I'll want to keep it in mind because I, I want to try to imagine what it must be like for the people that it does affect. Um, I don't know. It it helps me to realize that there are other people in the world. But anyway, um, all right. Well, this has gone on longer than I thought it would. But uh, thank you for listening. And uh, 
Yeah, I'll get you next time. Bye.